War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle Spot number 17. It is August 20th. Currently 88 degrees outside as I drive home from work at 535. Uh, team is practicing right now. Should be finishing up soon. Uh, Will Muschamp is meeting with the media. Uh, so whenever it's not Gus, I'm not worried about missing any news. Uh, in the bloggle spot because uh, he's just going to get asked questions about the defense and if there's anything about certain players or you know like suspensions or anything like that he'll just defer to Gus and Gus is not talking today so we wouldn't hear anything anyway so um, I hesitate to say this because it's a rumor and it's probably not a big deal at all and it whatever and it probably doesn't matter and it's just gonna if it got out it'd probably be scare people for no reason but apparently Jeremy Johnson was limping between classes today it's not like anything that's hidden I'm sure if it's you know <clears throat> if he was significantly limping and people 20,000 people see him on campus he's significantly limping so take that for what it's worth there were no crutches maybe he just got rolled over or whatever we're still um how many days are we? 16 days away from Louisville game. So, you know, this that would be bad if he didn't play, but there's no reason to think he won't. It's He was limping. I, I bet every player's limping at some point during fall camp and all this kind of stuff. But um, they'll probably take him a little easy if he if that's true and, and, and everything will be all good. Uh, but that's just a slight rumor. I haven't seen anything on Twitter about it. Seems like there'd be more students talking about it if they saw him. Uh, but I do trust the person who told me. Um, so that's about the only current football news we have right now. Switching sports, uh, the basketball SEC uh, released the basketball schedule for next season. Talked about it a little bit on the AL.com podcast. If you want to go listen to that on at AL.com or War Eagle Sports Radio or iTunes. Um, but this is probably one of the most fun basketball schedules I've ever seen. Start out with UAB, uh, first, which is the first home game, first real game, um, which is the day after the or the day before the Georgia game. Uh, there are two basketball games uh, the next two Fridays as well, which is the night before the Idaho game and the night before the Iron Bowl. So that's kind of cool. It's like a, a full weekend of fun there. Um, start out with in the SEC schedule with Tennessee at home on CBS at 1 o'clock or maybe noon East noon Central so that'll be a huge storyline with Bruce and CBS it's like the first time we played on CBS in 4 or 5 years uh, so national Auburn basketball Bruce Pearl versus his, own, his old team uh, got Kentucky and Alabama back to back at home in late January that'll be awesome uh, we go to Middle Tennessee State, or we actually go to Nashville and play Middle Tennessee State in Bridgestone Arena right downtown. We go to Xavier, which is a, you know, a big game. Uh, that was a huge win last year. Uh, we go to Coastal Carolina, which, you know, that they Cliff Ellis came and beat us, beat Auburn last year, and that was probably the most infuriating loss of the entire season. Um, so... Hopefully we can get a little revenge against Coastal Carolina. That's something you never really hope your program has to say. Uh, got Colorado at home at 1 o'clock on a work day as part of the 24 hours of basketball thing like, like they did last year when they played Colorado at like midnight. This time we've got them at home at 1 o'clock. 
Uh, what else? And then Oklahoma State uh, is visiting as part of the SEC Big 12 Challenge in the middle of the season, in the middle of the SEC season. So that's kind of strange but cool that Oklahoma State, it's a, it's a big-name program, uh, my second favorite color scheme in, in, in the world. It's Halloween, basically, orange and black and sometimes gray. Um, so that'll be cool. I'll, I planned on writing a whole little write-up on, on the schedule and, and what it means, and I basically just gave it to you. But I'm going to write it anyway, so be looking for that. I'll, I'll put a, a, a few more notes, and I'm sure I missed some big games out there. But like I said, it's one of the more fun schedules I've seen. We're playing some big teams. A lot of them are at home. Oklahoma State, UAB, um, all those Kentucky, um, those are all – great home games to continue what Bruce Pearl has, what he started last year. And then there's some cool road games that are on TV and will be on national TV. They're also going to Hawaii to play at Christmas time, so it's kind of cool too. Um, switching back to football, today the Football Writers Association of America released their 75th anniversary, apparently this is their 75th anniversary, released their all-college football team from everybody that's ever played, I guess, in the semi-modern era. Uh, and I say semi-modern not because they didn't do old play players. I'm saying it because they barely did any new players because that's how football writers are. If it wasn't 1960 and 70 and it wasn't Notre Dame or Alabama, it was nothing. Uh, that being said, there was not a ton of Alabama and there was not a ton of Notre Dame. Uh, but you know what I mean. The guy drinking coffee, smoking 12 cigarettes a day, talking about how good the uh, – the Irish were back when his dad, he and his dad used to watch it on, on their hide of bed. Uh, but anyway, uh, the travesty was Bo Jackson, third team running back. And not just third team, each team had two running backs. So that means at best he was the fifth or sixth best running back under. Uh, Archie Griffin at Ohio State, who did win two Heisman trophies, but have you ever worn some Nike? You ever heard any Nike Archie Griffins? I haven't. Um, he was under Tony Dorsett, sure, whatever. He was under Barry Sanders, under uh, one more. I can't think of his name. Anyway, that's ridiculous. Uh, Bo Jackson is one of the best players in football history. He's one of the best athletes. I think people try to say. Oh, yeah, he was the greatest athlete I've ever seen, but if we're just talking football, no. He was like a running, uh, he was like a linebacker in Ontario McCaleb's body. No, that's the wrong way to say it. He was like a linebacker with the speed of Ontario McCaleb. I mean, he could run over you, he could run past you, he could do it all. He was Herschel Walker. They Everybody always compares it to Herschel Walker. They might have said Herschel Walker was a tad faster, but Bo could slap run over anybody. So I don't – this whole – you know, I know Bo Jackson's kind of old, but he's not in the 1960s football writers of America, whatever, uh, not in their realm. So whatever. Um, that's ridiculous. That being said, Tim Tebow is second-string quarterback. And I like Tim Tebow. I have no problem with Tim Tebow. He gets way too much hate. He gets way too much flack. He gets the Creed, Brett Favre, LeBron James treatment because he's in the news all the time or used to be, and so that makes people hate him. It's not his fault he's in the news all the time. He can pray. He can do whatever he wants to do. He That, that doesn't mean he's a bad person. That being said... 
he was a Heisman winner, but sec- basically they're calling him the third or fourth because he's on the second team. No, th- he was – yeah, they only have one quarterback. So they're saying he was the second best quarterback in in like the last 75 years. Second best in the last 75 years in all of college football. Bruce Feldman, who is a friend, semi-friend of the Bloggle, uh, said that Cam Newton being left off the list was a, a, sca- a sham, a scam, a snub, whatever you want to call it. Scam Newton. Um, you know, I don't, he played, he had one awesome year. I'm not discrediting Cam in any way at all, but he had one awesome year. And it was one of the best years ever. Most people responding to Bruce Feldman's tweet and article today said that Cam, like really up high up riders, big time respect to people, said Cam Newton had the best year they've ever seen of any quarterback in the history of college football. That should be enough. I don't think, you know, uh, Tebow won a national championship as a 25% player playing under playing with Chris Leak, I guess. And then they won another one two years later, I guess. But you know that that that, that shouldn't matter. He was fine. He's an he's a good person. He's huge and can kind of run over you. But he didn't have the arm. Cam had everything, and um, you know I'm not surprised Cam wasn't on it. But I'm surprised Tim Tebow's on it. Uh, so that you know it's a list. It's old school old school football writers making a list of players. Auburn had one, and it was their best player ever. Um, so, whatever. It's a list. But it, it, it's ridiculous that Bo Jackson is the fifth or sixth best running back that they've ever seen. Um, so, whatever. So, that is kind of it for today. I guess there may be some news tonight. If there is, we'll talk about it tomorrow. But most likely, Will Muschamp is going to talk about so-and-so being playing well at linebacker the last the last pr- few practices we're we're in the part of of the fall that I think I hate worse no in the summer excuse me that I think I hate worse than like mid-July we've got football and it's right there in front of our noses but we get nothing out of it and I'm not blaming the coaches that they're not putting anything out there for us they don't have to they shouldn't have to I don't think I think the press is there to get whatever the coaches want to give to them and that's it um they don't give them what they want who cares that's not their problem it's not your story is not their problem but that's a bloggle spot for another day um but yeah that's it bloggle spot 17 done war eagle